You know what I love? My cats. I love when Winnie jumps up on my lap while I'm recording and just like wants to sit on my lap while I'm recording and purr into the mic. And then I have to move him if the purrs get too loud because it gets picked up on the mic and sometimes Lindsay can hear it. Isn't that true? Yes. It's it's cute. You know what I don't love? Cleaning up after Winnie and POTUS because their litter box gets disgusting, which is why Arm & Hammer created new cloud control litter. Cloud control sounds electronic, but guess what? It's not. It's about litter. There's no cloud of nasties when I scoop. It is 100% dust-free, free of heavy perfumes, and helps reduce airborne dander from scooping. So what happens in the litter box stays in the litter box. Ooh, good one. New cloud control cat litter by Arm & Hammer. More power to you. You will drain us. Welcome to Who Weekly, the podcast where you'll learn everything you need to know about the celebrities you don't. I'm Bobby Finger. I'm Lindsay Weber. Buy tickets to Nashville, please. <laughs> like, let's not even fuck around. What I love about these episodes and when we do this, it's going to age so poorly and we're not going to cut it. So it's like hilarious to me are that you... after this weekend, you're going to hear people who listen back in history are going to be like hearing us begging for Nashville. And they're going to, this is June, what, June 2019, FYI. Okay. Listen to yourself for one fucking second. You just Uh said that me mentioning the Nashville show is going to age poorly. Meanwhile, like just a couple months ago, we had an episode about Brie Teasy Manziel. A few weeks before that, we had an episode about the Fiji water girl, Andy King. Sarah Dinkins, and you're saying me talking about a Nashville show is going to age poorly? These people who listen to our podcast, time capsule, they go into time capsule. They go into the back catalog and listen to all this old shit all the time. KT Edwards, who the yeah, but that's useful knowledge. Us having an us saying buy tickets to our Nashville show that doesn't even exist is going to be really something. I. I mean, I I love our jobs, Lindsay, but at no point in my life will I ever go around telling people it's called, it's useful knowledge. (laughs) I'm just saying. Although maybe I'll start using it when people ask what I do and I, because I hate answering that question. (laughs) I mean, this audio is going to degrade and just fall apart into pieces, obviously. But if you're listening to this in like anywhere between five and eight years, just so you know, the Nashville show already happened and a lot of people did not come. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, what do you do, Bobby? Oh, well, I have a podcast where I share useful knowledge with tens of people. (laughs) That's what I do. They're like, oh, tight. (laughs) Tight, tight. (laughs) Tight, tight. I hate answering that question so much. What? What do you do? What do you do? Well, it's become a it's become a layered question. It's a minefield. It's, it's probably the field. worst thing about doing a podcast for your some of your job is oh, being asked now what is your job. It's terrible. It's oh you oh a podcast. I like podcasts. Oh, what is it called? <laughs> Who Weekly? Oh, I haven't heard of it. What's it about? Celebrities. 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 Oh no. Just celebrities. Oh no. But you oh, are currently celebrities. listening to Who's There, which is the weekly call-in episode where we take your questions, comments, concerns at six one nine Who Them. Uh, we typically start with comments, then we move on to questions, then sometimes we play a game of who them, sometimes we save it for the Patreon episode. You never really know what to expect here. Should we just get into the comments, or is there something you want to banter about? We're going to Nashville no, we, this weekend. It's we going to be just fun. Did. <laughs> That's it. 
That's all I got to say. We just did the banter. Okay, well then I guess I'm going to play some comments. Hi, first time, long time. I'm calling in regards to Princess Martha Louisa of Norway's shaman lover. Um, I was really excited to hear about the tachyon energy that these velvet rods supposedly give off. So, fun fact, tachyon energy is a made-up particle that may or may not travel faster than the speed of light. I personally learned about it on Star Trek, so I was really excited to hear about it on my favorite pod. Um, I may convert to his shaman religion now. So thank you guys so much. Good form, Bella Thorne. We got multiple calls about tachyon energy. This one's just the most succinct. I, As we say, we listened to all the calls. I, I don't. I think feel. I feel like you don't all believe that we do. But someone called about um, Takian energy, and it was some sort of scientist, like someone who knew all about Takian energy, and it was really long. And it's this theoretical particle that can go past in the speed of light. It's never been proven. People think it's really sus. But as this caller said, it's used in. If you read a lot of sci-fi or watch a lot of sci-fi. People write about tachyon particles all the time in sci-fi and in like fiction. It exists. So it wasn't like made up by a writer. It no. is like a theoretical scientist particle that could be real. But there's like no in no world has it been proven. In no be, world has it been proven. Anything. I think like it's extremely fun to like play around with because it's like if yeah. it did exist, the implications are really cool. But like it's fun in sci-fi. It's a scam when it's this shaman, you know. <laughs> It's like um, somebody also called in from Norway and said, and I'm putting this, I'm just kind of like summarizing it, but they were just kind of like, it's really funny how the Norwegian people just kind of accept this princess, whatever weird shit she does. Like mm-hmm. they just kind of are like, that's our prince. Like that's there her. she is again. There, That's what she's doing. I guess it's like a, an unusual because usually a Norwegians are very solemn. Is that a, that's a thing? I guess. Is that a thing? I don't know. I'll ask I Josh. Yeah. Are you solemn? He's- He's not Norwe- He's not that Norwegian. He just has a Norwegian last name. People who live there. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Like the Os- Oslonians. I'm joking. People who live there. But can I name another place in Norway that's not Oslo? No. Bergen. Please don't ask. Bergen. Oh, fuck. You're right. Bergen. Bergen. That's it. That's all I know. Okay. Mm-hmm. The house from Ex Machina. Oh, oh my God. Three places wow. in Norway that I can name. I would love to go Oslo, there. Bergen, the house from Ex Machina, that train... That train, four places. Okay. Hi, Lindsay and Bobby. Uh, this is Mary's calling back. My phone died. Uh, not that anyone needs any more fucking information on Yummy Pop, but I'm in Paris. I went. It's closed. There's a phone number and time that says Yummy Pop is moving, but I think that that's just a lie. I looked in the store. There is nothing. It's teeny and sad, but there are two very depressing Yummy Pop t-shirts, one red and one blue, hanging alone in the store. Um, so that's it. It's closed. All right. Good form, Bella Thorne. And Yummy Pop ScarJo. Hey, Lindsay and Bobby. Um, I'm just calling because my theory on ScarJo Yummy Pop, um, is that Yummy Pop is like a portal to another dimension. And the people that go in, that's how they get the popcorn. We're, and it's a parallel universe where like it's open and it's fun. And then they come back and people are like, where'd you get that popcorn? And they're like, um, yummy pop and people are like yummy pop's been closed for years like they do in horror movies um so yeah that's my theory uh, so yeah, Scarlet Yummy Pop. Bye. I think that portal theory is really great. Speaking of science fiction, this is—I mean—we're using tachyon particles to take us into another dimension where Yummy Pop exists. And what did she say? And it's fun. Do you think that in the other dimension, Scarlet Scarjo is like 
an actress that everyone likes and supports. <laughs> like in that dimension, Pop Scar Yummy Pop is like the most successful place in Paris. Like it just it's so successful. There's like a line out the door. They have an expansion. They create a restaurant. There's a theme park. She's in a hit HBO series. She hasn't done Marvel. And in this universe, like DC is more popular than the Marvel She's universe. She's like dating a beloved. Who would she be dating? Someone beloved. She's, you know, uh, like an, a young activist. Uh, she, what other things is she doing? Do you think there's climate change in the Yummy Pop universe? Oh, no, everything's been solved. (laughs) Are you kidding? Trump isn't president. It's like, no, it's a totally different. Everything is different. It's, you know, the smallest butterfly. Yummy Pop clothing. Yummy Pop clothing created the world that we're in now. So if it's still open there, it's everything is different. We got a climate change. It's done. We have great leadership. No one's unemployed. There's universal health care. God, I love the Yummy Pop universe. Yeah, no, it's a, it's incredible, and and somehow Man. Yummy Pop Open in in Paris has d- created all of this. Colin Jost unemployed. He's the only unemployed person. <laughs> yeah, no, in this in this reality, when Yummy Pop is open, Colin Jost like graduated college and like just didn't have any opportunities. <laughs> Hi, Lindsay and Bobby. Long time, second time. It's Leah, and I would like um, this call to be considered my official application to be your Fast and Furious correspondent, because I'm deeply obsessed with those movies. Uh, And I'm just calling with the point of fact um, that Paul Walker's character in the franchise is not dead. Um, Vin Diesel and friends collectively decided that he needed to go be with Georgiana Brewster and their children and not um, almost die like every other day. Um, so at the end of the movie that they made where he died in real life, he just like drives off into the sunset. Um, but in the next movie, they like mention him. So he's alive and well and everything's chill. Um, and I just wanted you to know that. Okay. Uh, crunch, crunch. Bye. What's wild about people calling and telling us the plot to Fast and Furious. I have seen it, but I got to say the plot in those movies goes in one ear and out the other. And does it really matter as long as you can remember the part about them like dragging the safe through the city to open it or, oh, yeah. you know, the most important parts of Along this the are the, the, the central cartridges. Um, what's wild about people calling us and telling us the plot line is that it doesn't change the truth. That he's dead. Paul Walker is dead. Paul Walker is dead. Maybe his character, whose name I don't even remember, even though he's the star of the movie, is alive and somewhere. But... You know, they gave him a send off and his the hologram that they created of him that was an amalgamation of the computer and his brother was a little ghostly. Yeah, I watched that clip after we recorded. It's like creepy. Yeah. Um, so his name is Brian O'Connor. Right. In Brian. the thing. So why not have like a more respectful bumper sticker or decal that says like Brian lives. Brian O'Connor lives. And then you put the car silhouette. Also, what's I guess we're not getting into like the reason of. Like the reasonability of the plot lines in Fast and Furious, but you would think like a movie series that is about dangerous car stunts that the main guy wouldn't die in a dangerous car stunt is a little bit unrealistic. Yeah. You know, like that yeah. he would just like drive away and be like, okay, I'm done. Like the car stunts were are too dangerous, so I'm going to have to stop. It's mm-hmm. like a little bit of a thing. I know we're all in a sensitive place with Paul Walker, but... Also, I forgot to – this is something that I forgot to say about Paul Walker is that – did remember how he dated like a 16-year-old when he was like 30? That was a oh, thing. Yeah. Remember that? That's yeah. the that's the unspoken thing about Paul Walker that people don't like bringing up. 
I know, and I just brought it up. Yeah, Sorry. I know. I mean, it should be brought up. It's, but it's a thing. Right. I forgot it's about it last thing. time, but it's definitely a thing. I was thinking about it last time, and I was just like, Ugh, I can't even get into this. We're doing enough okay. of that in this episode. Um, well, there are less people listen to Who's There, so it's fine. <laughs> that's true. I don't get it. I don't get why fewer people listen to Who's There. They I don't want to hear the calls, I guess. They just want to hear hilarious. us. <laughs> I find it hilarious. But we notice the dip. Don't think we don't notice the dip. We notice that some yeah. of you see the Who's what There. Are you li- what else you are you skip. doing? Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm scolding the wrong people. I'm I'm scolding the people who are listening. It's true. Just, it's all. It's a minor dip, but it's you know, it goes like this. Mm-hmm. The fourth, the fifth, <laughs> whatever, my, whatever, whatever. My, okay. Well, my <laughs> wife fell off a cliff. <laughs> Hi, Weekly. I've never had to pause the show and call before, but I am a longtime, longtime caller, listener, and the people of St. Louis. Do love your podcast. I was born and raised. My best friend goes to med school there now and loves your podcast. We could definitely get more people than Denver. This is a call to say, please come to St. Louis. Don't devalue us. And we love you there. Please uh, come. Good form, Bella form. Yummy pop, Scarjo, Crunch, crunch. Bye. Okay. St. Louis, come on. We love you. St. Louis, it's fine. We're sorry, but it's fine. Are we ever going to do a show in St. Louis? <laughs> to be Depends honest on- with you. Probably not. It depends on what our tour guy says. It depends. If our tour guy but... says, hey, you can make money there. Yes. If he says, hey, you'll be in the red. We're not going to do it. Wow. That was some like cold hard truth. It's the <laughs> truth. It's the truth. No, but we are not. We didn't want not want to devalue our St. Louis fans. I would love to go there. I've never seen it. I and would so love be delightful to go, to to go there. Also, you know, I hate Rite Aids and there are no Rite Aids there. So it'd be great for me. <laughs> Wow, don't you dare How did this up. all stem from a conversation on Rite Aid that we offended the entire city of St. Louis and now have to, like, apologize to St. Louis? That's always what happens. It starts with something really, really dumb and inconsequential and now here I am being like, St. Louis, oh, forgive me. Please let me back. <laughs> let us in, St. Louis. St. Meet Louis. me in St. Louis. Oh. <laughs> I'm going to say, have yourself a merry little Christmas on the city limits of St. Louis and until they let me in, until they respect me, <laughs> until they take back their anger. People were furious. A lot of tweets about this one. People were mad. I know. St. Louis, it's fine. You don't have any right dates, but you have the right intentions for oh, that's pretty us, good. your favorite podcast. That's pretty good. Okay, next call. Okay. Hi, Who Weekly. This is your new unofficial correspondent coming to you from Brazil, sharing with you the latest craze going on in Brazil related to Bradley Cooper Presents, a Star is Born podcast, whatever the name of that was. Uh, The new craze is that this popular pop country duo here uh, recorded a cover of Shallow, all in Portuguese. The lyrics don't really make much sense when you translate them. Uh, The most popular line has become the end of one of the choruses where they sing junto se shallow now and that literally means together and shallow now which of course doesn't make any sense what does that mean together and shallow now so everyone is making fun of it there are a lot of memes a lot of tweets um all that internet stuff and one of the funniest things is that uber pool here is called uber juntos because it's like uber together and uber has renamed it uber shallow now so you can literally select uber shallow now uh, to take so i thought you would want this important important update from the nation of the world's biggest internet fans uh 
uh, and there, A Star is Born trend happening now. Uh, Scar Joe Yummy Pop Good Form Bella Form. Incredible. That's really good. That's, That's really good. funny. There's nothing more Brazilian than taking the joke too far and then like the corporate overlords of your country are like, uh, juntos shallow. Have, ah. have you seen the actual screen grab of what it looks like? No. Look at this. Oh, you found, you found yeah, look. the... Let me see. So juntos, instead it normally would just say juntos together. And now it says juntos e shallow now. <laughs> that's so good. That's so good. I mean, that's so... I love that that's like pandering straight to the audience. That's very good. I love it. So the group that uh, this caller was talking about uh, who covered this in the viral way, they're uh, Luan Santana and Paula Fernandez. And this is their cover. I love that they kept the shallow. Like the junto y shallow makes no sense, I guess, but it's like together we say shallow. Together and it's kind of just like it's just referring to the name of the original. That is such a cool phenomenon. That's a cool phenomenon. It's like that's how it translated or that's how it spread to Brazil. And then like it's not it's not rare for pop songs to be translated and kind of weird no. in in other countries and this is reminding me just like because it's at the top of my mind right now um gloria the original oh, version so the italian good. version is complete is like a completely different song um like the english lyrics are not as good as the italian lyrics but it's like okay i guess this it's still it's still working for me in english even though like the italian one like is a little better conceptually as a song i guess lyrically as a song right right of course that happens i mean that happens like the opposite too going back into english and going out of english so on this video the top comment was from a week ago and it's someone named Rafael, and it's a you know a long not a long comment it's a sentence in portuguese so i'm like i can't read portuguese i don't know what this says but it lady gaga is the one the the one name in there mm-hmm, i can recognize mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so i'm like i gotta know what this means so i translated it and the translation is this is why lady gaga isn't doing shows in brazil <laughs> <gasps> oh it's honestly the most brazilian thing is to make it like a fight between pop star divas <laughs> it's like take that gaga Looking for an apartment sucks wherever you live. People in New York will say, oh, it's so hard to find an apartment here. It's hard to find an apartment anywhere. It stinks. You have your mandatories. You have the things that you won't compromise on. You have the things that you don't care about. Like, let's say, oh, I need a dishwasher. I need a dishwasher. I can't live without a dishwasher. I don't care if I don't have a washer and dryer. Some people feel the exact opposite. Some people don't need any amenities. Some people need an elevator. Some people don't. That's so beautiful. We all need different things. And that's why Apartments.com has an app where you can literally use it to tell it what you need and what you don't need. And it tells you, oh, apartments. Here's some. So instead of looking through every single rental listing you possibly can in the neighborhoods you want, you set and forget, like in that old rotisserie grill ad, you set and forget what you want 
And Apartments.com will let you know when an apartment that matches what you want appears on the market. From pet-friendly apartments to balconies to in-unit ACs, Apartments.com's powerful search tools let you know when the perfect combination of features you're seeking are listed. So you don't have to power through rental descriptions one by one. With more rental listings than anywhere else, Apartments.com's instant alerts mean you can spend less time online looking for the perfect place and more time doing you. Apartments.com, the place to find a place. Hey, Who Weekly. Um, I am in the right now, but there's all this crazy debate going on in the Facebook group, and I just got so worked up I had to call. So people are trying to compare PB Bridgers and PB Waller Bridge, and, like, I feel like they're both Who's at the moment, but, like, there's no way that, like, PB's definitely on the way to being a them, right? Like, between Star Wars, Fleabag, Killing Eve, like, working on James Bond, like, she has to be on the way there, right? Like, I don't even know who the other PB is, but there's just been debate, and I would love to hear you weigh in because I'm so distracted at work about this right now. Okay, well, um, Crunch Crunch, uh, Scarjo, Gummy Pop, uh, bye. <laughs> he seems so upset. I love the, like, disaffected sign-offs. Whatever, Scarjo, Gummy Pop. But he just seems so upset about this so sad he's like i just can't even focus on my work and i'm a doctor <laughs> or like whatever <laughs> i'm supposed to be in surgery right now but like is bb bridge uh, who or them <laughs> Lindsay, you're more well versed on both of the phoebes than i am i am, um, I am. i'm a fan of both but i, I only I think... recently became a fan of phoebe bridges because of you actually um, think... Phoebe Waller-Bridge I have not watched Fleabag and I have not watched Crashing and I have not watched Killing Eve I have not That's watched crazy, Phoebe Waller-Bridge's stuff and I know I will love it I know I will love it it's very obvious that I will love it I just haven't gotten to it yet I haven't gotten to it yet there's a You're lot too to busy get to re-watching Sleepless in Seattle truly I watched Sleepless in Seattle it's so fucking good oh my <laughs> god it's why so... would you watch anything new and you just it's watch Sleepless in so... Seattle and repeat I forgot I mean it's been a couple years That's since I've seen it it's so funny Rita Wilson is so good. Gabby Hoffman is so good. Tom Hanks, here's a controversial thought I had while I was watching Super I know what Seattle. you're going to say. No, you don't. You do not know what I'm going to say. Okay. I'm telling you. What I'm going to say is coming from so far out of left field, you're going to quit the podcast. Okay. Ansel Elgort reminds me a lot of Tom Hanks. Uh-huh. What? <laughs> Did you just reach into my brain you know and like... I mean, <laughs> <laughs> like- I mean physically... It's exactly the same kind of attractive. Because, like, I mean, maybe this is where I think you'll disagree. I would not call Ansel Elgort a hunk the way I think a lot of people would. I think he's growing into a hunk, much like Tom Hanks did. I think that Tom Hanks Tom Hanks differs from a lot of Hollywood leading men because he's not that sort of... Hunky. Hun- he's not a hunky guy. He had guy, a baby face for a very long time. I think Ansel, who is, is more kind of a has hunk, a baby face, has a baby face. And when Ansel is thirty-five, into. when oh Ansel is God. thirty-five, I think he's going to be getting Tom Hanksy roles. But see, I don't know if that's actually. But I don't really know if that works because their careers, their careers, in no way mirror each other. No, because- and I think the thing about Tom Hanks is that. He really loves, like, history. Like, he really... One of his passions is, like, you know, old shit. He loves typewriters. He loves, like, talking about the war. So that's why he did Band (laughs) of Brothers. That's why he did, like, Bridge of Spies. That's why he did... He does all of these, like, old movies because he loves, like, vintage shit. And I don't think that Ansel has that 
passion. Why did you bring no, this you up? <laughs> the only the only thing that Ansel loves is Violetta. That's an EDM. He loves his music. He loves Violetta. <laughs> Are we not going to talk about the selfies, or should we save All that I'm for saying Monday? Is we'll save it for Monday. All I'm saying is, I they look alike in a way that I think is kind of striking. Um, and if you do side by sides, there's something about their face structure. Um, there are two face structures that really complement. I mean, I think they look Tom Hanks is very hot now and in his peak. And I also think Ansel Elgort is very hot now. And so to me, it's like I don't necessarily see them both being not. But I get what you're saying by not being a traditional hunk. But I will say, I guess... I would have to think about who was the hunky character or actor when Tom Hanks was starring in all those you know, Bra- movies. You know, like, Brad Pitt. Like Brad Pitt Brad and Thelma and Louise so, was happening right. when Tom Hanks was in Sleepless in Seattle. You okay. know? Mickey right. Rourke. Who were the other like, early, early 90s hunks? Dennis Quaid. Yeah. Bruce Willis. You know? Yeah. It was, there was a... Yeah, I just... Because he's just, like a... He right. doesn't have... There's not that machismo. The, the, we don't have that when Tom Hanks. No, I mean, also, he's literally starring in these anti-machismo movies. I mean, what is the most machismo movie that Tom Hanks has ever been Saving in? Saving Private Ryan. Prob- prob- what did you say? Saving Private Ryan. Right, right, right. Um, Saving Private Ryan. Punchline. Ba- I'm sorry, I mixed up Band of Brothers with Saving Private Ryan, Punchline. but you get it. He also no, yeah, did yeah. Band of Brothers. Wasn't he a producer? Punchline is not machismo. No, he, that, like, that was a joke. He, like, falls in love with that Sally Field. That was a Fields. joke. He's a doctor slash comedian. I know. I mean, literally the least machismo movie is Punchline. Punch- Him if you and have Sally not, Field. Yeah. If you have not seen Punchline, watch It's one of the Punchline. best. Punchline is one of his best movies, like, almost up there with the... You know, Nora, the Noras. Once again, Sally Field, do more comedies. Abandoned drama, Sally Field. Abandoned Abandoned drama. Drama. How rude is it of me to stop talking about Phoebe Waller-Bridge and Phoebe Bridgers because I want to talk about Tom Hanks and Ansel. I know, you're actually, you're like, Lindsay, you know more about this. And then you just went on a whole thing about stuff that you know. Lindsay, are they who's or them's? I think at one point, Phoebe Bridgers and Phoebe Waller-Bridge, who you could confuse because their names sound very similar, were at the same fame. I would mm-hmm. say that would be around 2016. Yeah, when Phoebe Bridger was just first starting, she was like indie or whatever. And Phoebe Waller-Bridge, maybe when Fleabag first made it in America, maybe they weren't even the same fame. Maybe Phoebe Bridgers was like less famous than Phoebe Waller-Bridge because I feel like Phoebe Waller-Bridger, oh my god, this is going to be insane. <laughs> Phoebe WB is way more famous than Phoebe Bridgers, but I yes. would say that both are for fans of their respective genres. So, like, if you're a music fan, you know Phoebe Bridgers, and you would consider yourself to be like a mute, you pay attention to music. Mm-hmm. And if you were like a TV fan, you would know Phoebe Waller Bridge. Because the thing is, is like Fleabag came from England. It's a little bit hard to find. Killing Eve, or, you know, Killing Eve, it's on Amazon, but I don't know if everyone is like aware of it. And it's British and it's niche. Killing Eve is on BBC. It's just recently getting a lot of attention. Maybe it's for the end by the end of its first season. But as you know, critics mean nothing in terms mm-hmm. of what people actually watch. And her Bond thing is starting. Her other things are just starting now. And she's doing a lot of the writing, not necessarily the acting. And again, that like puts you behind the scenes. Yeah. Um, she wrote, so, and before yeah. she did Fleabag, she created Crashing. I think that was the first show she created with people right. love. I think it just got added on Netflix, which is why I think I want to right. start that. And Phoebe Bridgers 
you know, she had a breakout album, one of the best of the year that it came out, but not a lot of people. I don't I don't think a lot of people heard so it or good. it didn't it's have so a hit. Good. And then she was part of a super group. They didn't really also not really. These are all niche because they're also coming from a little bit more of a country realm. Mm-hmm. And then she had the drama with Ryan Adams, which I said would say would be like the most kind of like in the papers that she has been. But that also did not get a ton of attention outside of music people. If you told me they really admire and uh love the other person's art i would say that's probably oh my god i mean you know they know about each other and think it's hilarious there's no way phoebe bridges doesn't love fleabag and killing eve and you know her phoebe waller bridges you know persona and there's no way phoebe waller bridge doesn't like phoebe bridges music i love them both i love phoebe bridges i have a, 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 a strong feeling i will love phoebe waller bridges stuff i just have not watched it's it it's funny I'm because sorry. To be cool in 2019, you could literally just be like, yeah, I'm a fan of Phoebe Bridgers and a fan of Phoebe Waller-Bridge. And people would be like, whoa, sick. Like, you have you have discerning taste. You I'm know, a fan like, of cool. the Phoebreeze. The Phoebreeze. <laughs> I'm love a both fan Phoebrees. of the Phoebreeze. So to the caller who called about the Phoebes, who sounded very stressed, um, maybe, you know, put down the, the surgery utensils. <laughs> what do the you scalpel? call those? Lindsay, it's a scalpel, right? Put down the scalpel. Because stress is a worldwide epidemic and not just stress about Phoebe's and how famous they are, just like stress in general, you know, we're working longer hours, we're inundated with the constant news cycle. Oh boy, uh, tell uh, me about it. Uh, and we're more uh. connected than ever before, not to each other, to the internet. Stress is a part of life, but it can also easily affect our overall well-being. That's why we're partnering with Calm, the number one app to help you reduce your anxiety and stress and help you sleep better. Mm-hmm. More than 40 million people around the world have downloaded it so if you head to calm.com slash who calm.com slash who do you hear that slight difference in my accent you'll get 25 percent off with a calm premium subscription which includes guided meditations on issues like anxiety stress focus including a brand new meditation each day sleep stories like our bedtime stories for adults designed to help you relax Uh, head to the magical lavender fields of southern france with stephen fry or explore the moonlit jungles of africa with leona lewis that's my favorite I love my that. fantasy. They even have soothing music and more. So right now, who listeners can get 25% off a Calm premium subscription at calm.com slash who. That's C-A-L-M dot com slash who. Get unlimited access to all of Calm's content today at calm.com slash who. Get calm and stop stressing. Hey, guys. I honestly don't know what I'm up to over here. I just did something I never thought I would have done in my life. I ended up somehow on Dane Cook's girlfriend's Instagram, who I believe you've talked about on the phone before. She's 19, maybe 20 now, 26 year age difference, whatever. But I found myself there and then I found myself going to her YouTube video where she gives us the top 15 things about her and they're really good. I don't know if I want to spoil the end of it, but I'll give you some highlights. Um, She likes travel and Pilates and crystals. She has awful eyesight. She likes to watch other people play video games, can literally sit there for hours, which is honestly reminiscent of Hailey Bieber. But the last one is the piece de resistance. Um, When she was younger, before the age of 10, she had two root canals. Can you believe it? Guys, um, yep, Joe, yummy bop. Bye. Yeah, number fifteen. Lindsay hasn't watched the the fifteen things because she is better at self care. 
the fifteenth one is literally like I had two root canals before I was ten, but I grew. <laughs> and then she's like, "But I grew out of my bad teeth." And I'm like, "Girl, that's not how you work. Like teeth don't keep growing. <laughs> if it's you have bad teeth, me. they're bad teeth." It's just funny to me that like, remember when who was it? Lil Zan's girlfriend was like, "The people want to know. I gotta make a fifteen <laughs> things about me. You, I gotta get a YouTube and like say all yeah. the things about me." This With the anarchy bongo behind her, like that. Do you think these women are like, "We're taking back our destiny"? Like the people gotta know fifteen things. <laughs> no, I <laughs> about think she's me. realizing that now that Olivia Jade's mom has like ruined her career, there's a hole in the market. And I think she's trying to become an Olivia Jade, you know, acolyte. Well, she's a singer and she has like music, yeah, actual that's music. That's not working that's out, been... Lindsay. It's not working out. That's why you pivot to, you pivot uh, to vlogging when your music you career You pivot to really Dane work. Cook's girlfriend. You pivot no, to being Dane Cook's girlfriend. She was, she was, she was musician. Then she thought, oh, being Dane Cook's girlfriend is going to improve my music career because he's going to like use his money and connections to film me videos, which he has done. He directed and produced for videos they're terrible um and then that didn't work out so i think she's like well i already have this youtube channel it has 900 subscribers i may as well see if this works think that dane here's the thing what dane cook hasn't gotten this girl attention what has gotten her her attention is that their their age difference is so big like if it just been like a normal if dane cook was 10 years younger this girl was 10 years older we would have never heard of her i wouldn't have given a shit about dane cook's girlfriend no not at all Everybody's obsessed with the idea that Dane Cook, who's like, what, 100? How old is he? I think he's 45. Is dating, uh, how old is she? 21? 22? She's no, 20. 20. She's 20. So they started dating when she was 18. Yeah. Supposedly. And they were friends before, which, I'm sorry. Dane Cook is 47. Also, he's a asshole. He's from Cambridge. He I was know. born. He's not, he's you can not, be born in Cambridge. Yeah. There's a hospital. It, uh. Um... He's not one of our most proud exports. And that's saying we have a lot of not proud exports. Right. But Dane Cook is not high on that list. No, he is not. And if you forget who he is, he was a comedian who really was quite famous and had a movie career from it. And he was known for like, he was like a... I'm wild. A I'm Vaughn. like college humor. Vince Vaughn. Yeah, like, he was a if, Vince Vaughn knockoff guy. Yes. Like kind of a... Kind of a dirt bat, like dirt baggy, openly dirt baggy comedian who was like, like when, very like manic. When very stand manic. up was like rock and roll man again exactly. in the in the in the is. aughts though. Like, but only for a brief amount of time. Like, who was he? Who were his contemporaries? Well, Dave Chappelle. I mean, Dave Chappelle was his contemporary. Um, really? When you think about when you think about that period of Comedy Central, like early aughts Comedy Central. His stand-up special was on all the time. Like, all the time. Where you ba- – I mean, this is – God. I mean, it, when, when TV, when you watch just what was on, when that's why you watch television, and you were like, well, I like Comedy Central. I want to watch Comedy Central. You would end up watching his stand-up because it was just there. And, mm-hmm. like, his stand-up, Dave Chappelle's stand-up, like, Wanda Sykes' stand-up I saw 1,000 times, you know, like, just because it was on. And <laughs> then because he was a pretty popular one, he had that – he had a couple bits that, like, people quoted. I mean, I feel like people quoted at, like, my high school. There was something about, like, ordering pickles. I don't know. Um, what's also funny is he was the second comedian to sell out Madison Square Garden Arena, who – guess who what? was the first? Who is a comedian we've talked about on this show who was recently in a movie who's a lot like this? Oh, 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 Andrew Dice Clay. That's it. His style sort of fell out of vogue, you know? Right. <laughs> like, that sort of humor didn't really work anymore. Right. I mean, he just did a movie that he was promoting that I noticed called America... Uh, no, not American, American Exit. Cause. 
American, American exit. exit. Yeah. And he and it was picked up by somewhere, and he it was, was released promoting on, it. It was released on on digital DVD and demand. I watched the trailer. The trailer, sure. Lindsay. Did you watch the trailer? Because Most the trailer, of it. because the trailer features someone literally faking that classic early '90s in a world voice. Really, in a world. No, but where it's like Dane Cook is famous again. After us. An unforgettable journey. Your dad is in some trouble right now, and he's not being rational. You stop! Leave me alone! One last ride. Why? Are you if you, if I didn't know that guy was dead, long dead, I'd be like, oh, that's him. <laughs> in a world. In a world. You know. Um, it looks um, really bad, but I want to talk about this girl again. So. Yeah, back to the star. Who gives a shit about Dane Cook? What is really jarring is that when you go to her YouTube channel, like recent videos are like directed by my boyfriend, Dane Cook. I'm talking about my boyfriend, Dane Cook. And her first video was uploaded in 2011 when she was 12. So just seeing that, you know, almost <sighs> adjacent to videos where she's talking about dating Dane Cook sort of makes you want to throw up. Just the, the It's closeness, just like you forget that the difference and then they remind you by doing things like that. I see a photo of her 12 years old, two rows underneath the photo of her talking about fucking Dan Cook, you know, or like being with Dan Cook. <laughs> There's also a very good Twitter thread of just screenshots of him and her commenting on each other's Instagram, mostly him commenting on hers. Like, for example, like, Sexy. Um, ass- he commented, I love you more than our haters hate us uh, and then he commented this pick is completely sastacular like he's just like unfortunately he's coming off like the dad commenting on his daughter's instagrams yeah i think that straw is photoshopped the one of Careful her a bee doesn't think you're one. a flower Careful a bee doesn't think you're a flower i hate it <laughs> i like i like the instagram name structure it's like it's kelsey taylor is hers because i'm like it is <laughs> what <laughs> It's... But it's just like for somebody who's like a comedian, it's just so funny for him to comment. Why am I the empty chair? That is such a sad image. You should tag me in the ocean since I'm a Pisces. And I then mean... she responded, oh, I had you on the flower, but then I wanted you sitting next to me. People are professionally funny, aren't funny in all mediums. And so when they're not really not funny in a medium, it's more jarring. And it's just like, right. like people who are professional writers, like brilliant writers and novelists and like essayists and stuff some of them are fucking terrible at twitter and can't tweet to save their well, life that's true and, that's and it's some like, real that's the real tea hidden and they in the, come across, deep in the episode <laughs> no but it's like they come across like actual idiots and it's like i have to unfollow this person because i know that they're not an idiot but twitter makes right. people seem completely different in some right. ways but sometimes just like or- completely untalented in a way for example she responded to the thread of her of dane's comments with choke on that haterade bitch smiley (laughs) face so maybe kelsey (laughs) is cool and we're just not giving her enough credit there's a chance that's hilarious there is a chance Lindsay. i want you to click on uh the first one that i sent you that said uh from her 15 things number nine i never ever a million years thought i would say this but I, I love Pilates. I've never <laughs> been working out. I never in a million Wait, years. I'm sorry. I was <laughs> right. not oh, expecting that. One. I would never in a million years say this, but I love Pilates. Okay, I'm clicking it. God, that was great. Number 14. I'm a total introvert. <laughs> Meanwhile, I've given you 13 things about myself, but number 14, I'm an introvert. <laughs> 
<laughs> I'm an introvert. I love this girl. Okay, fine. I've changed my mind. She's, she's a catch. She's fucking great. No, we love we love Kelsey Taylor. Kelsey Taylor, get out of here with this. I'm an introvert. Guess what? I love Pilates. <laughs> Give me a thousand things to know about you. I'm dying. Hi, Who Weekly. Long time, long time. Um, I'm calling because I just learned that Taylor Lautner has a new girlfriend, or I don't know how new, a, new, a girlfriend named Taylor Dome. And that caught my eye because, as we all know, he used to date Taylor Swift, and now he's dating another person who shares the same name as him, which I just thought was funny. But so then I Googled Taylor Dome, and the first result is um, it's an elliptical ice dome in Antarctica. But I don't know. just didn't know, know who else um, would find this as funny as I do. So, yeah. Um, yummy pops carto. So Taylor, as this caller said, Taylor loves dating Taylors. He also just loves Taylors. That's the the fundamental issue. It's the second Taylor he's dated. Because what's so funny is that when he dated Taylor Swift, everyone was like Taylor and oh, Taylor. Were they in, oh, what were they in uh, Valentine's Day? Oh, Taylor and Taylor, and they're in Valentine's yeah. Day together. And it's that kind of stresses me out, honestly. When you like, that's why like I get. Like our friend Brian dated a Brian and I was just like, this is stressful. Like you can't continue. But Taylor, date another Taylor. That's fine with me because honestly, Taylor has no interesting traits. And if he likes dating people who are named Taylor, that's a trait. He doesn't have those. He doesn't have anything else. Also, Taylor's been dating Taylor since 2018. I didn't know. I didn't know. We don't really pay attention to Taylor. I didn't know. Why would you? She is a nurse. Um, they, there is a post about them in the Daily Mail from the, from like uh, October 2018. And one of the captions is, she's no A-list. Dome is studying to become a nurse as shown on her Instagram page. I'm sorry. <laughs> Which they're not, I think they're trying to be shady. I know that like, you yeah. know, they always are trying to be shady, but she's no A-list. But I gotta say, as the caller said, Taylor Dome being an elliptical ice dome, 43 nautical miles long. East, South, East, West, Northwest, and 60 nautical miles wide, rising to 2,400 meters, centered around 29 nautical miles west, northwest of Mount Crean, Lashley Mountains, Victoria Land. It's a feature delineated by Scott Polar Research Institute, the National Science Foundation, Te Wait. Technical University of Denmark, Airborne Radio Echo Sounding Program, 1967 to 79. The name was first Stop. used by David J. Drury of SPRI in 1980. The dome is one of the local sources of ice to the Taylor Glacier, the Taylor Dome and the Taylor Glacier for which it was named. It was approved by the Advisory Committee on Antarctic Names in 1994. Do you know what's so funny about this? I'm reading this thing and they're talking about dating. Oh, like ca like carbon Just dating like it or Taylor like dating Lautner. it? Yes. They said <laughs> while dating the rest of the Taylor Dome ice core too high precision has not yet been achieved. The full oxygen isotope is, st is stratigraphy. Uh, shows many features similar to those in central Greenland, including apparently the Donsgard Ochner events. Other measurements made on the Taylor Dome uh, core include major ion and mislusulfonic concentrations and disgusting. I'm sorry, that oh is my God, that is exhausting. as boring as I would expect Taylor Lautner discussing his girlfriend Taylor Dome. With right. Me. I'd be like, I would Ugh. say this is more interesting than Taylor Lautner talking about his Taylor Dome. Is this scientific yeah, article talking probably, about their you're Taylor right. Dome? Antarctica is probably more interesting than most people, let alone this Taylor Dome woman. I just love that they're trying to date Taylor Dome. And let me tell you, honey, she's taken. The weirdest thing about Taylor Dome is that scientists, I was reading this article that scientists went to Taylor Dome and they like, you know, sometimes scientists like put a mic in 
like in the hole to like hear what it sounds like, you know? <laughs> and they're like, oh, what does it yeah. sound like in there? Well, scientists put a mic in the hole of Taylor Dome and this is what it sounded like. Yeah. <laughs> sounded like Taylor Dane. <laughs> the third Taylor. They're like, well, the weird thing about Taylor Dome is that it sounds like Taylor Dane, which is surprising. <laughs> the Taylor Dome sounds like Taylor Dane. Do you think the Taylor Dane Taylor Dome is dating Taylor Lautner still? <laughs> I don't know. I really would love if Taylor Lautner broke up with Taylor Dome and started dating Taylor Dane. How many Taylors are left? Just the idea that they're literally dating this dome and then they're trying to figure out the depth of the dome. It's like, this is like too real. I would also love the, to know the depth of the real Taylor Dome. Taylor Dome, the Antarctic feature, has got to be deeper than Taylor Dome, Taylor Lautner's girlfriend, right? Just by sheer magnitude. Taylor Dome is deeper than all of us. This Taylor Dome has been written about nonstop. I mean, there are, there are tens of papers about the Taylor Dome, you know? Okay, thank you for listening to another episode of Who's There. We think you're lovely. We'll see some of you in Nashville. We'll see a couple of you in Nashville. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see three we'll of, see you, a in of you in Nashville show. tomorrow. Um, it's going to be really fun for those of you who are coming. You're going to freaking love it. Also, you can come see us at the PodX conference if you want to see us on panels, participating in panel culture. That'd be really cool. Um, what else <laughs> is there to say? Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Support us on patreon.com slash whoweekly. Bonus episode will be out you know, tomorrow, today, this weekend. Uh, And with that, we're done. Thanks a lot. We'll see you on Tuesday. Have a great weekend. Bye. Bye. Friday is a them. How? What is? How is this even up for discussion? You're telling me that I got fired ten years ago for coupon fraud at a Who drugstore? I don't think so. They are a them. Bobby's right. Who cares if they're not in Missouri? Missouri sucks. Of course, Friday's not Missouri. Or wherever. Right, it only goes to awesome places. Right, it is of them. <laughs>